They work around the clock, 24 seven, all the hard training, all the sacrifices, they beat up at each other. And then they go out and have a beer afterward or they, they hang out like half the field. I'm just like, dude, I, it's hard for me. Like I, I can't pretend I, I want to crush these guys' dreams. Episode 58, Tank Slapping Podcast, post-Atlanta TT edition. Tonight's show, we're doing things a little bit different. Our guest for the night is actually going to be doubling up as my co-host, and it's Andrew Butler, factory KTM, Red Bull, mechanic, does it all. Andrew, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just another beautiful day in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, there sounded like some sarcasm there, bro. Is it not beautiful or... Man, the weather changes here like constantly. Um, it's kind of nice today, but it's been raining. It goes from cold to super hot and anywhere in between. So yeah, such as such as life, man. Um, appreciate you coming on the show, dude. I've been wanting to get you on, talk a little bit about your background. We like having mechanics on our show. We've had we've had some mechanics. We haven't had enough. Trying to get more on here just to talk about that a little bit, change things up, mix it up. And then uh, you were at the Atlanta TT. It was a unique weekend. So I want to get in, get into that too after we kind of talk about your background and how you've come to be a factory mechanic for the Red Bull KTM team. But before we get too far into it, I want to make sure we shout out the sponsors and make the show happen. Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. The Race Star Flex. All the top riders in American Flat Track that wear the bell are running the Race Star Flex helmet. Their moto helmets, bicycle helmets, man. They're, all their products are phenomenal. Make sure you check out Bell. And thank them for supporting our podcast and supporting the sport. Moto America. Road Atlanta was this past week, and I'll get into that a little bit more later on in the show. I want to discuss what went down in the uh, Moto America season opener, but we appreciate their partnership with our show. If you can, make sure you check out their schedule and attend a race in the near future. I didn't even check their schedule. I'm going to check their schedule. We'll shout them out later in the show what the next race is. But if you can't attend the races, make sure you subscribe to their Moto America Live Plus package. Phenomenal coverage. And it's a dicey series right now with a lot of different riders capable of winning races. Um, So, yeah, shout out Moto America. Follow them on social media. They crush it. They literally fucking crush it. Every race, every week, they crush it with their social media. DID Chain. Saw my man Clay this weekend at the Atlanta TT. It was good seeing him from DID Chain. Make sure you hit them up on social media to learn about what chain is best recommended for your motorcycle. All the major teams across the industry use the DID Chain. They've won probably more championships than anybody. So um, shout out DID Chain. Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Without Jerry, we wouldn't be doing this podcast and we probably wouldn't have a sport. So uh, big shout out to Jerry for, for keeping us going. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. We're giving away tires on this show all the time, so make sure you follow them on social media and thank them for supporting the podcast and uh, just doing some giveaways on this show. AIM Sports Data, Mike was at from AIM Sports, was also at the Atlanta TT. It was popping off. Atlanta was big. Um, the world leader in data acquisition, the Solo 2, Solo 2 DL. Uh, just game, game changer. Oh, man. Sorry, I choked my coffee. <laughs> Game changer, uh, GPS lap timer, AIM Sports. Yeah, make sure you check them out on social media at AIM Sports Data. And our newest sponsor, Hanum's Harley Davidson. Big shout out to Tommy Hanum and Carrie from the dealership. 
they're our first manufacturer sponsorship and uh i bleed orange and black i'm a yamaha guy but i grew up in a harley shop so it's really cool to have hanum's harley davidson on board make sure you check them out hanum's hanum's hd.com or hit them up on instagram at hanum's harley davidson hanum's hd so yeah we appreciate all the sponsors they make this show happen everybody thanks thanks us for doing it but without them this wouldn't be possible shout them out and thank them but butler let's get into uh, i guess we could talk let's dude that's pretty awesome i think you're starting to get a lot of uh sponsors here like a new one every week i kind of think maybe you're you're getting more sponsors on your podcast than you do for your race program. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't get it too. Cause I'm probably getting more complaints about the podcast lately too, but the sponsors are <laughs> the sponsors <laughs> like what we do. So it's uh it's good. Yeah. I, I've been getting like curse curse word complaints. Like I, I curse sometimes on the show, but that's just like the authentic nature of our fucking podcast. Like sometimes we're going to curse because <laughs> I curse in real life. So I want to bring the people the real live guests, you know, cause you, you get the robotic interviews from these riders on the podium where they got to be politically correct. Like I want to get the raw, you know, who is Kenny Roberts away from the track? Who is Chris Carr away from the racetrack and who is Andrew Butler away from the racetrack? Um, so yeah, that authentic authenticness is what I like, but it, it kind of, you know, it, it hurts people's ears sometimes, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, those bad words are hurting your feelings you definitely probably don't want to be in the pits at a flat track race so yeah <laughs> especially if uh if your favorite rider didn't do well in the previous session <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but before we get into i want to like there's a lot to talk about with the atlanta tt um i want to talk about your back your background a little bit now you're currently so people can get to know you you're currently a ktm mechanic right now you you wrench for max whale this is your first season with the red bull ktm team um let's go back to the beginning and i'll let you kind of talk give us like the elevator pitch of how you got into this and where you were at the beginning like you had a pro license i'll let you kind of talk about that a little bit oh just uh the the typical flat tracker story a third generation racer my grandpa raced my dad raced and it's kind of all i've ever done um did the mini bikes, you know, started when I was four years old, did the mini bikes, uh, you know, raced at the legendary Lawrenceburg motorcycle speedway in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, uh, beautiful short track. Yeah. Big, big time. So I raced there, uh, you know, all the way up through the ranks and then, uh, you know, did the pro license when I turned 16 and did that for a little while. I wasn't very good. Um, I was, uh, you know, consistently, you know, around 15th place in the main events, but I've made a lot of main events. So I was stoked on that, but, uh, yeah, a couple injuries, uh, slowed me down. Doctor was kind of like, Hey, you should probably reconsider your career path. Um, so shoulder injury did me in my last national, uh, officially, I guess was Pomona in 2014. I, I had an unlucky, uh, deal in the semi a rider fell down in front of me and I hit their bike and hit the air fence and you know shoulder needed some work again and uh that year I had traveled with Sammy Halbert for the west coast swing so I went and did uh Elma Washington the half mile uh did the Castle Rock TT did Sacramento and then uh for that last race of the year somebody took my bike out for me so I got to do a lot like a, a full season that year so that was cool and uh got hurt and 
I had spent a lot of time with Sammy and, you know, in his race shop and stuff around Wild Willie and just uh, working on their bikes, uh, helping out and uh, got to help out, help Willie build that uh, crazy looking Kawasaki. I don't know if anybody remembers, but uh, I think, I think we jokingly called it. We jokingly called it. We called it the cyborg. Uh, it had oh, the, uh, the radiator on the side and Willie had made his own like scoop for the radiator with fiberglass and it was it was craziness but uh <laughs> yeah it was it was cool and uh you know castle rock tt i did terrible obviously um you know an ohio boy and I, I don't think there's many ohio guys that are very good at tts except for maybe vander so uh yeah i didn't do good and my night ended early so i got to kind of help out sammy and his mechanic you know the rest of the evening and walk out with him for the main event and it was just super cool um so when uh the end of the year wreck happened sammy was like hey what are you doing next year and uh he asked me to be his mechanic and i was like i don't know but you know i'm gonna be recovering and so i decided to do it and flew out to seattle the first of the year in 2015 and uh the rest is kind of history i've been wrenching on bikes since i've bounced around from several different riders and teams and just kind of trying to enjoy it and, and be serious here and there. And, um, so what is that working with? Yeah. I was just going to say that? like, from, from that transition to being, cause every racer there, everyone's terrified, right. Of, of retiring. It's like, man, where am I going to get that competitive drive? Where am I going to get that sort of drug that racers need, um, which is racing and, and competing. Yeah um what was that transition like were you still were you more competitive as a racer or, or more competitive as a mechanic like how did your competitive drive change from being a racer and dude you were a good rider like it was stacked back then so it wasn't none of that bullshit you know you sign yeah. up you make the main event so you, you yeah you had some good rides so what was that transition like mentally from oh man i guess i'm i'm done being a pro racer to jumping right into being a, a mechanic for one of the top riders at the time Man, it was weird, um, and I, I still probably don't understand it fully. But uh, it's 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 so different, um, you know. Like I never liked working on my own motorcycle. Like even even to this day, I don't like working on my own bikes. But I really enjoy working on other people's bikes for some reason. It's it's really weird, but uh, it, it was just different. Like I I couldn't ride because I was hurt, and I hadn't been doing very well anyway. And it was just it was a lot of work. And I wasn't even doing like a quarter of the work as like you guys do now, but, uh, it was a lot of work and to be a rider. And I felt like maybe it might be less to be a mechanic, but boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, no, just like, I, I just, it was something about like, uh, making the bikes look the best I could possibly make them look. And then, you know, just making sure that on race day, the bikes were not only looking good, but running good. And then, uh, when it came to, uh, I never knew anything about tuning, like, like suspension or setup or anything at all until I, you know, was with Sammy and we did a, a few, we did like a ride day with, uh, Jimmy Wood, you know, to do some suspension stuff. And then obviously we were with, uh, Johnny Goad. So I got to learn a lot from him and, uh, I just found it fascinating. And I was like, man, I really want to learn this. Like, this is cool. I, I, because I hadn't been doing it for my own bike, uh, I didn't know about it. it was like a whole different world so it was like a competitive thing where like I, I wanted to learn it and I wanted to get good at it and I wanted to be you know better like I wanted I wanted people to go man he did a really good job tuning that bike so 
it was kind of like that, like where you, with racing, you want to win and you want to beat everybody. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, be, be the big winner and take home the money. And then with the tuning, it's like, at the end of the day, you want to have the best bike on the track and you want everyone to wish they could figure out how the heck you got it to handle like that. So yeah, uh, it's, it's the same, but different. It's weird. I still don't fully understand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you worked with Sammy Halbert, then, um, we'll just shout out a couple. Then you, uh, I don't know the, the order, the order of your riders, but then you worked with Colby Carlisle and you guys won the, the singles championship. And then more recently you've worked with Turner racing, you worked on that with that team. And now you're with the KTM mm -hmm. factory team. Um, fuck, mm -hmm. what was it like working with Sammy, dude? Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> like he was your first guy. So, I mean, what was, what was work? Like, what was it work, like working with the different riders? Any, any background on that, on those guys, like how they different from one another? Oh man. Everyone is so much different uh, than each other. Everyone has their weird quirks and stuff and, and personalities and, and that's fine, Sammy's but, particular. Uh, I've done, Sammy I've done resumes for Sammy. So, and he's like oh, very, yeah. very particular. So yeah yeah dude he, <laughs> he's, he he's is particular about some things and then not about others which can be really annoying but uh no it was cool like he so right now i'm the age that sammy was when he was my boss essentially so i'm trying to imagine like if i was him you know paying some 22 year old kid to work on my bike like <laughs> how it would be but no it was it was cool he he was pretty cool uh he he liked to uh he liked to get up really early and work all day long every day. He definitely got every penny's worth out. I mean, that's for sure. But, uh, he, he working for Sammy is like, you, you had to be a jack of all trades. You had to be able to put a new fuel filter on the black pearl and, and fix the piping plumbing when it got ripped out of it or whatever. And then, you know, they, I was putting siding on their house out in Washington and, you know, just like crazy stuff, you know, go so, pick my groceries and up. Then I, yeah, on top of, you know, working on bikes and learning how to work on XR750s and, you know, learning how to rebuild 450 engines and then all this stuff. So it was, it was cool. Uh, I, I pretty much got to learn a lot of different things from them. And I learned a lot from Willie as well. But uh, no, Sammy was kind of a pain. He'd be particular about things like where his handlebars are and how hard his throttle is to turn, but he didn't care at all. Like if his bike was an absolute filthy mess and looked hideous. Uh, and it just, you know, sometimes, and then, then I've worked for other riders where all they care about is if their bike looks perfect, but they don't care about anything else, you know, whether it's even running or not. So, uh, yeah, and that was good. Yeah, dude, Willie Halbert, man, that guy's actually a pretty solid mechanic. Like there's a lot he can do. Um, he's one of the most unique oh, guys because yeah. I've spent time at their house before and, and I, I actually really got along with Willie. Like he's, he's pretty, uh, He's a different cat, man, but he's he's pretty smart. Like he's savvy. Um, yeah. What I what I like about Willie, and he's like super honest about it, but he he can fix anything, and he might not fix it the right way, but he'll fix it good enough to to make whatever happen that you need to have happen. And I learned a lot of things like that from him, like how to how to quick fix things that might not necessarily be the right way or you know the longest lasting, but to get it done in a pinch and. Uh, yeah. I still use a lot of stuff that Willie taught me to this day, you know, so I, I really appreciate that. And, and, uh, I mean, that was a really good experience. You went from just kind of just jumping right into it. Like 
to, to, to working for some of the, the three biggest singles teams probably to ever do it. I mean, you've worked with Estenson, you've worked with Turner and you've worked now you're with KTM. So um, you jumped up through pretty quick as far as like mechanical team, like, you, you know what I mean? Like where you are is kind of where you, I mean, that's, that's, that's a factory KTM mechanic, man. That's, that's really cool. So how does that all yeah. feel, bro? I mean, uh, like the journey has awesome. been, it's been a long journey, but really it has, I mean, it's what your six, six year, yeah. fifth year. That's it's not that six, long. Yeah. Six year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, uh, I'm more partial to the four fifties. I mean, twins are cool. Don't get me wrong and everything, but, uh, I just like the four fifties a lot more. I don't know. Uh, they just, they just fascinate me a little more because probably because they don't work quite as good as framers and twins do. So uh, maybe that's what makes it more fun for me, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was Sammy's mechanic, I was primarily there for his for his 450 program because they still did the you know the expert singles or whatever they called it back then, GNC one singles or something. Yeah. So I was doing his Yamahas, and uh, then Johnny Go did the twin stuff, and I would assist Johnny. So, you know, I started out with Sammy doing all 450 stuff, and then uh, I helped Jared Vanderkoy out right after with some 450 stuff, and then some uh, some of his Cowie stuff, and then ended up with Brandon Wilhelm and Andrew Luker with the, the Samio racing team. Shout out to Samio. Uh, and that was 450s and twins um, combination, but I'd say a little more 450 maybe. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, going to Estenson with Colby when he uh, made that switch over to them. I had helped him out just a little bit here and there with advice or he'd ask me things and, uh, that was kind of what really kicked it off big time and in, in like a serious uh, manner for me with the 450s was, was Colby because he moved to this big team and needed a legit, you know, full-time mechanic, a guy that can take the bikes and, you know, help. And so that was kind of what really kicked it off, you know, going forward. Uh, yeah. He jumped on the Essence Yamahas and uh, he had the, I think he had the points lead or he was battling with your sister or whatever for the points lead. And, um, it kind of went from there and it was a good fit for me uh, because they were Yamahas and I've been working on Yamahas with Sammy and, and with Woody Kyle. So it was kind of familiar territory. And that's, I think that also made Colby comfortable with having me be his mechanic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's it just took off from there. Um, well, and that's kind of how I, one <laughs> that's kind of how I met you. Right. Like, I mean, I've always knew you. I mean, I've seen you at the track and I'm sure I raced you a little bit. I don't remember exactly like the yeah. tracks or whatever but the uh when you were when you were working with colby i was i was uh attempting a, a singles career at the time and uh That's right yeah yeah, yeah i mean me and colbs had a little run in an okc i felt i felt the need to go over to the pit and uh and tell him my my displeasure with uh with him and that's kind of like yeah. you were just in the pit just just listen taking it all in taking taking it all in and then uh yeah, after that, like, it was kind of funny. Like, you were just sort of like a rival team mechanic for me. And we just, like, yeah. just started becoming friends, kind of. I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah, that was sort of, like, our first our, our first deal. Like, I don't know. It was just, it's just funny. Like, yeah. And then yeah, we 2018 had... was funky. That was my second year with Colby. And we had the number one plate. And we were, dude, those number one plates, they are kind of hard to deal with um it's like a bad luck can follow you when you have them but uh we were having a lot of issues that season in, in many different ways and I was kind of like 
it was a long hot day there at OKC. I was over it pretty much. And uh, I don't know what, I don't know if Colby got in your face on the starting line or something. It was some weird deal. And uh, you two were getting a little heated with each other and you came over to the pits afterwards to uh, let him know how you felt. And the bear was starting to come out. And, That's where uh, the bear nickname I, came from. That's where the bear nickname exactly. came from. That everywhere came from. And people just, ask me, dude. I'm like, I, yeah, it's kind of a an ironic thing. I just like, I was pretty pissed off. I went over. I was I was just telling them like what was up, and um, then like some family members got involved, and yeah, it was just it was. I mean, it's a little heated. Emotions are good, right? I mean, that means you you're passionate about what you do. And I remember walking away, and I just yelled, "You're gonna don't poke the bear or something." I don't even know what I why I said it. Um, but then Mike Hacker was also with Essenson at the time working with oh, Jake yeah. and he never let me yeah. forget it. Like for a couple years later, I mean, it was like the bear, the bear. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's yeah. like, dude, remember when you, you said, I think you said, you said, don't wake the bear. I think I thought I, I said, don't said. poke Something the bear. Like Something stupid. I don't know. Hacker was carrying you away. So I couldn't even, I couldn't. No, he, he wasn't. He I walked out. Great. I oh, walked away. come on. He was practically carrying you. Nah, it was good. But no, he, he hasn't, let me for, hasn't let me forget it. So now I just, it's kind of like an ironic thing. I just, I just run the bear because it's just funny. Um, but yeah, that was how I met yeah, Butler. Sure. And then, and then dude, like the next year, I, we actually like worked together for a couple of races. We were struggling mid season and uh, your, your schedule mm-hmm. was kind of tough, yeah, so. but we worked together. It was the next year. Yeah. When I won my championship, I brought you on and, That's um, funny. So that, yeah, it's just funny. Everything full circle, man. <laughs> like that's why you don't want to burn too many bridges in flat track. Cause th- there's only like f- five or six total bridges probably. And you burn them all, you're going to be stuck on an Island. So, um, yeah, it's just yeah. funny. It's funny how it all works out. And now you're KTM man. So what is that like factory KTM? Was there a lot of pressure when you got the call and how is that at, how's the atmosphere been, um, you know, being a factory factory mechanic? basically man that's a good question because i'm still trying to wrap my head around it three races into the season now but uh it's really cool you know i I was super honored to get the call um you know because that's kind of like i guess what you dream of is you being a factory mechanic and uh it was cool uh I didn't really have to think too much about it when I got the offer. I mean, I was honestly, after last year, uh, working with Cameron Smith and, you know, just, we had a lot of struggles and and issues and, uh, I was like ready to be done, just, you know, stay home and work on my car and just not, you know, race myself. But, uh, then they called and I was kind of like, Oh, I got to do this. Like, I can't, I can't pass that up. That's cool. It's It's a huge opportunity. So it's great, man. It, it's different, uh, but different in good ways. It's uh, very organized, and uh, I guess I guess corporate is like the the way to describe it. Like every you know everything everything's done for a reason, and then there's rules, and and you know it's regulated. And there's there's a manager, like a team manager. It's crazy um, from from what I've done in the past. So it's pretty neat. Like it's uh it's actually less stress than all the other teams I've worked for because I'm not playing mechanic and parts order and uh, Mr. MapQuest and truck driver and all that, you know? So uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's I'm, I'm liking it, it's, but it's definitely different. Yeah. And you're working with Max whale. Um, obviously Shane is in that pit. And then, um, you know, this past weekend, we'll talk about that, but you had uh Pastrana and Sipes right across the pit from you as well. But first let's kind of talk about, 
what it's like working with Max, the Australian, and then you're obviously in the same pit as Shana. So give us, uh, give the fans a brief, you know, insight to their personality on race day, each one of them. Max, obviously you're with more, but you're also there with Shana as well. Yeah. I mean, everyone's, you know, riders are different on race day for sure. Um, Max, I, I really dig him as a, as a rider. He's, uh, he is like crazy focused on race day. Uh, you know, he's, he's good and, uh, you know, joking around and funny and all that out, outside the track, but, uh, on race day, he puts on a serious face and, uh, is really focused. Like sometimes I'm almost afraid of him cause he's just like death staring at the bike, you know, trying to figure out what to do next in the next session. But, uh, no, he's super intense and into it, and he wants to win so bad, and I love that because then it makes me, you know, really gives me drive to want to win, you know, when your rider wants it that bad too and it is all in. Um, but he's great. He gives really good feedback. Uh, he never gets, you know, too upset or too excited. You know, he never he never misses the point of what we're doing. He knows it's a job, and uh, he's got to keep going out and doing his job. So. I really like that. Uh, you know, Colby was kind of that way too. So I think that's where I, I like Max um, because I, I like a dedicated rider like that. That's focused. Um, so yeah, he, he's cool. Uh, he's great in the pits on race day. Um, and then, you know, Shana, uh, same thing. Like uh, she puts on a serious face and, and different than Max because she's been doing it a little bit longer than Max. Um, and so I think maybe she manages the emotions a little better. Like she doesn't get that death stare going like Max does sometimes, but uh, yeah, she's just, uh, it's neat to watch Shane on race day. Cause she really, uh, she, you can see her thinking and putting it together, what she needs to do next, you know, when she's struggling or whatever. And uh, you know, and then sometimes like evolution, she just like just out of nowhere, just can't be beat. And uh, we're just kind of all along for the ride with her, you know? So uh yeah, it's cool. They're, they're different, but the same, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's good to get some insight on, on different riders. And cause a lot of people, a lot of fans listening, like we, they don't hear what you just said. Like they just see, they just see the riders, with their helmets on. And then, you know, with on the podium, it's like I said, it's usually politically correct and boring as hell. And so it's nice to get like some personality insight. Um, let's move forward a little bit to yeah, Atlanta. Go ahead. They're not the, they're people like that's the crazy thing like even even when it comes to you know like Pastrana or you know Briar Bauman or whoever you know they're people and uh, you know you see them all you see is a guy with a helmet on or a girl with a helmet on but really you know when they take it off they're a person just like you and I and uh, the only difference is that's their job it's like you know going to your office job or, or you know whatever you do it, it's, it's the same kind of thing but a little bit different you know you got to make sure that you're you're on your game because well, a lot of time of day, if you're not you don't get a paycheck <laughs> yeah well a lot of time the fans don't see like who these riders actually are like who actually knows shana's personality like maybe six of her friends you know like not many people know yeah. who shana is when she takes her helmet off because she's kind of guarded on social media she doesn't do you know a lot of you know she doesn't do a lot of extra stuff to where people can get oh, to yeah. know her personality where um oh yeah she's got that serious face on yeah so it's, it's well, a I was, you know i didn't i didn't know shana that well like coming into the season obviously i've known her for like a long time you know being a competitor and all that but i didn't never really like talk to her or anything and uh getting to know her this year like she's a whole different person than i had thought from you know podium interviews and and you know podcasts and interviews and anything you see social media 
but you know she it, it's just neat to see her you know joking around in the pits and poking fun at max or Fillmore or whoever justin you know just she, yeah. she's a regular person like anybody else and it's neat so how, how different was i uh, when you met me like were you like ah oh, yeah he's he's still pretty much an asshole <laughs> Uh, you're you're the same off the track and at the racetrack as you are off the track like you're just overthinking things all the time your core texture you're always you know trying to figure something out whether you need to or not and uh, that's just you you know thinker man you're uh you're one of those people like you got if you know and understand Corey texture's personality you can be his friend but if you don't know and understand his personality and accept it he you can be kind of hard to get along with so <laughs> i know hey. how, i know how to deal with t-tex yeah dude we get along good i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny i think i told you yesterday when i talked to you on the phone but we were at we were at atlanta and uh I'm looking at like I'm wondering what the Super Twins guys are doing in the last corner because I felt like shit in that last corner, and I'm like looking at the times and I'm thinking like, who can I like ask right now to uh to figure out like what they're doing in the last corner? And I'm like going down the list. I'm like, man, I really don't have any, I don't really have any guys in that class that I'm like talking to all the time. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Yeah, this is this kind of funny, dude. I sort of like, I sort of just started doing my own thing. I used to really try and be social and like get along with everybody and try and please people but the more i just started being myself i feel like i've sort of lost some of that contact with some of the other riders but then again it's less bullshit well, to yeah, deal with you, too, you don't man. do that bros thing with other riders you know and that, you guys have talked about that on here before like the, the all these riders are all friends with each other and stuff oh and yeah you don't know if that's a good deal or not and you're you're the opposite of that you you're not friends with all the riders and all your competitors so that's yeah. fine. Uh, it blows my mind, man, it. that these guys they can they can they can race each other for they work their whole lives to to get to where they're at. They work around the clock, twenty four seven, all the hard training, all the sacrifices. They beat up on each other, and then they go out and have a beer afterward. Or they they hang out like half the field. I'm just like, dude, I it's hard for me. Like, I I can't pretend I I want to crush these guys' dreams you know on the track and then pretend that it doesn't bug me when we're when we're going out to dinner um or things like that so um it's easier for me like obviously yeah. i'm right i try train with trend and he's in a different class um when guys are in different classes mm. but then again like me and chad coast we have a pretty good relationship and there's a other guy like ben lau like there's certain guys who as long as they don't they don't like get too intense about it i'm pretty low-key about it but um guys kick up that intensity and i'm just like fuck you guys like it's yeah, yeah i don't I mean, riders I don't, handle their emotions differently and i think that you're you you take that emotion off the racetrack and i think a lot of these dudes that are able to be friends with each other off the track even when they're trying to kill each other on track they they can separate that emotion you know like it, it, they leave it on the track you know they don't take it to the pits so yeah uh, everyone's different and i think maybe you're just not quite that way but yeah i used to whatever. be i i swear i'm i swear i'm a fun guy guy i mean i swear i'm i'm a good time like i just <laughs> I, I just don't show it as much anymore but um grudges man no nah, i do hold grudges actually that is that is not it's not a it's not something i i yeah i hold grudges i i don't know why i try not to but um yeah. i just i'm always like ah you know what six years ago you know he he, he owed me a dollar you know I, I paid that extra dollar at dinner and he, he didn't pay me it and ah uh, like six years ago 
it's like six years, like let it go. And it's like, ah, so that's something I struggle with a little bit, but no, it's the personality thing. I, I, with all that being said, I wish more guys showed their personality. Um, I have a lot of respect, even for guys I don't like, if they show a lot of personality Um, or if they, if they are who they are on the podium, who they are away from the track. I hate these guys who, you know, they just, they change who they are on the podium or in, in, in interviews, things like that. Um, like I'll listen to an interview. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, that's not how you feel. Like don't sugarcoat it. Like that's one thing I think I do appreciate from anybody is if they're, if they, they just, you know, they don't sugarcoat their personality. Like the people are going to like you or they're not, um, you know, losing sleep over it is, is, uh, it's not something. Well, I'm, you know, that's, that's why some people don't get along with C-Tex. You, you got a lot of personality. It's you show. So, yeah. Yeah. I used, like I said, I used to let it bother me, but I just try and try and uh, keep a good circle of friends and stay loyal to those friends and go out and do my job and come home and spend time with my family. And, and, uh, but I do, I do love the sport, man. I really do. And I'm super passionate about it and all the fans and even the fans that talk shit, like there's a lot of fans on social media that, that um they, a lot of them just mainly just talk shit that's all they do but that's awesome at the same time because our fans are passionate i mean everyone's like oh you know the like the the big threads that um that get pulled sometimes on some of the groups or whatever it's like dude that's good like talk shit all you want because that's you're talking about the sport like you care enough to where you're commenting about it every six seconds for three days straight like like that's your life so some of our fans, man, they are so passionate. Um, so I love oh, it. Yeah. I, I love it. Even the fans that are just passionate C-Tex dislikers. <laughs> and there's a few that anything C-Tex, it's, ah, it never has been or whatever. And it's, dude, I love it. Like, yeah. seriously, that's good. It's good for the sport. Um, we need more of that because that means they're, they're tuning in, they're watching, they're, they're passionate. Passionate is, is never a yeah. bad thing. You can't let it get to you, you know. At the end of the day, you're the one out there doing it, and they're not. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> at exactly. the end of the day, you just have to remember that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, let's talk about Pastrana, dude. Um, you got to be around him. I mean, you guys are pitted. I think two trucks down from me. I didn't get over there too much, dude. I was trying to figure out how how not to suck all weekend. Um, didn't have a lot of time for social <laughs> social activity, but Pastrana was pitted right across from you. What was that? like obviously we had him on the show a couple of weeks uh, a couple of shows ago he's really cool um but what what was it like seeing him on race day and having that whole operation right next to you guys man it was super cool uh uh he's super genuine uh like pumped all the time full of energy i don't even i mean i think max and i saw him chug like eight red bulls so <laughs> on race day so i i, I know he's just pump full of sugar and caffeine so he was uh he was awesome man he was he was so appreciative of everything um loving every second of it uh it was a lot of fun to be around him and have him there in the pits um for sure yeah and i remember cruising out to practice one of the sessions and i looked on the side of the jump and it was all dug out i'm like wait a minute is, is he is he doing a backflip <laughs> somebody's like yeah he's been out there all day like shoveling it and like every time after practice, he would just jump up it. And I'm telling you, like for the people listening, I don't think I would even ride a dirt bike up the jump that he backflipped. Like, I don't even think I'd go up it. Like it's pretty, it was, it's like a wall, like it was steep. 
and yeah, it went up and just yeah. casual back backflip and something like, dude, just couldn't believe it. Yeah, so yeah, um, go, go out and backflip and then go out and finish freaking ninth in the main event, dude. Like pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, and he dug that jump himself with Sipes on uh, Friday night <laughs> after the test night was over with. So it's insane, man. Yeah, he he did better than I thought. I I thought he had an outside shot. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest now that it's over with. Um, I thought he had an outside shot at making the final. Um, I did not. I would have lost money if I somebody told me he was gonna get ninth. Um, pretty impressive. He looked good, like really good. Like there were certain parts of the track where he was probably the fastest guy out there. Um, and then there was obviously, I think it was like the last corner of that last flat track uh, flat track left hander. I think he had the slowest segment time in the main event. Um, but like the sections he was good at, like obviously the jump getting onto the dirt, he was really, really strong through there. And yeah, he was impressive, dude. He rode good. Um, so props to him. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was cool. Yeah. I was, uh, worried he was gonna, you know, maybe look like the typical moto, uh, squid out there with the leg straight out and all that cool stuff. But, uh, no, I knew he was going to be good though, for real. Like he, he did a lot of supermoto back in the day, and I think people forget about that. Um, th- that he was he did smooth a lot of too, dude. He was smooth. Like everybody yeah. was worried about him taking somebody out. He was smooth, like really smooth. Um, oh yeah, no, there are way sketchier people out there than Prashana for sure. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and, way and, and, sketchier. Listen to this. Listen to this. He was having front brake problems. Uh, on the test day, like the whole day, uh, just issues, uh, getting them to work. Right. I don't know if he was on them too hard and, and, and Probably overheating. Or what, but yeah, we were bleeding them and, and stuff and trying to figure it out. I, we ended up figuring it out. I don't remember what it was at the end of the day, but, uh, he went most of the day on the test day without front brakes. And I mean, like they were not working and, uh, he had like fast time one session, I think like he was in the top five, like, yeah. you know, just crushing it and i'm like oh my god imagine this guy with a front brake so but now it's good that we got it ironed out for him and uh i i, I thought it was awesome and i'm glad he shut up a lot of the uh the haters and the me too golly yeah. Yeah, yeah i posted a picture yeah. on my uh race page and it's got like i think it's got like over five thousand likes just um you know a lot of people a lot of our fans man like i said they're passionate but they're so entitled like they feel like they own the key to flat track and nobody else can borrow that key to get in. It's like, I've been at these races since the seventies and blah, blah and shit. And it's like, they don't, they're so against outsiders coming in that they don't, they, it's, yeah. it's, they don't want to grow the sport. It's like, it's like, dude, if you really were passionate about the sport, you'd be stoked that Pastrana's coming. Um, but they're just entitled boomers, man. And they just, anything with a front fender or anything that's not, you know, <laughs> Hank Scott at the Astrodome. It's it's just not right. Uh, um, and and I've been going to these races since literally since the week I was born. I've been going to these pro races, so I I have as I'm entitled to as much of an opinion as any of those guys. And I loved that he did good. Like I loved it. It's awesome. Like good for him. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't understand what people were so upset about. Like he he wasn't taking somebody else's position on the factory team. Like he wasn't stealing a ride. He, he, he totally deserved to be there. Like he wrote so well and it wasn't like he was horrible at first and then got better. He, he was there like from the first session, he was, yeah. he was and, there. And so to be fair, like, to be fair, if he went to an oval, 
he wouldn't even be in the ballpark. That's just like and and Sipes too. Like Sipes has done some bigger ovals and he's been you know he hasn't been on pace, which he understands that. Like what they do well, like you know the TT and stuff. And Sipes could probably short track pretty well, but you put them on a half mile or mile, and yeah, it's it's you don't we don't have to talk about it, but they would get their asses kicked. But at something like we had this weekend their bike control is phenomenal. Like the stuff they were doing, um, it was just really cool to see. Yeah. So, so it was, it was yeah. good to have everybody, uh, have everybody kind of, well, then they're like, I don't know. There's always an excuse for something like, Oh yeah. Well, he was on a factory bike and it's like, shut up there. It's a four fifty. They're all the same. Like, I don't Still think never there's, a, it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's you a know? huge difference between the factory four fifties to the, to the Woody Kyle full bore, you know, Yamaha for, you know what I mean? Like you can build a bike in your garage, um, at the 450 level and go out and win races. Like you don't need factory. It's nice. Like, don't get me wrong. They have good engines. It's good, good equipment, but I don't think it's as a, you know, it's not as a game changer as people think, like you can build a bike in your garage in flat track and go win. Um, that's just, you can, awesome. and people prove it. Yeah. They prove you know? it. Exactly. Um, so let's move on a little bit. I wanted to bring on another guest, man. And it's, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about your background with Trent Lowe. Um, I've been yeah. helping Trent for, <laughs> I, I gave him a trial run last winter, brought him down to Florida, trained with him and not going to lie. He was pretty awkward. Didn't talk much, hung out in his room. I, I, I was like, what's this kid's deal? Um, like him. It's hard not to like him cause he's so quiet and whatever, but um, brought him back down this year and really we've stepped up our, our game a little bit. I've really, really brought him on board and kind of like took him under my wing with a lot of different things I'm doing. And you've known him for a long time. Obviously his dad, Sam, Sam Lowe was national number 48, really, really good rider. And now Trent's with the Wally Brown Suzuki team. And, and, you know, you've known Trent for a while. So what's your background but before we bring him on the show here to talk to him? I've known Trent since before he was born uh he's i always <laughs> say he's the little he's the little brother that i never wanted um you've known him before he was born he's a, <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know what i mean by that too but so yeah funny. uh he's a i've known him forever too long uh little brother i never wanted um i have to deal with him all the time he's always uh being a pain in my butt but uh i love him anyway i guess <laughs> I love it. Cause I'll, I'll tell him something and he'll just stare at me and his mouth will be, it, 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 I, he, he, I can make him drop his jaw a lot. Like I'll, I'll say something uh -huh. and it, he'll just look yeah. at me like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude. What? Really? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you can. Yeah. And he just stares at you. I'm like, bro, I swear. Like, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> so, um, I want to bring him on. I, I said, I wouldn't bring him on until, uh, until he won his first race, but maybe, maybe this will, speed up the process because it's it's a little bit overdue but um all right on the line trent low i i called you earlier pro i pranked you i said i i was pretending you were on the podcast then i was <laughs> getting the whole the whole podium speech from you from atlanta uh but you're actually you're on the show now man so well what's going on um well when you called me earlier, I really wasn't expecting. It was kind of like a shot in the dark. Um, but at least I had some like, time, probably about an hour to prepare now, at least. Father, <laughs> Father I caught him yeah. earlier. I don't know if he told you. I was like, 
Corey Texter, Tank Slavin Podcast. We're live on the show. I was like, tell me about your weekend. And he's like giving me the whole, yeah, you know, it was it was a struggle, but you gotta have those weekends. And he's going on and on. I'm like, bro, you're not. Oh, you're not that is me. great. Yeah. I might That's actually great. make I might make that a segment <laughs> yeah. on the show where I call people and just pretend they're on the pod and then just like pull the plug. Just like, nah, you're not live right now. <laughs> Did, did you guys pretend to be on the pod, but they're actually on the pod? <laughs> yeah, did you get them to like say a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff? It's like, no, you're actually on the pod. Probably don't say that. Uh, did you see the? Did you guys see the? I think it was Hunter Lawrence. He did that prank call thing, um, where he called a couple of the guys, and then he and he said, "Oh wait, I gotta go. I'll, I'll call you right back." Did you see that? I did not. You didn't see that, Matt or Trent? Did you see it? Ah, dude. No. Hunter Lawrence, he'll like, he called a bunch of Supercross guys or FaceTime them. I'm sorry. He'll FaceTime them. They pick up the, the FaceTime. He's like, oh, you know what? This is actually, this is not a good time for me. Uh, can I call you back when I'm not busy? And they're just like, you just, you called me. Like, what do you, I don't know. It's really funny. <laughs> Look it up on his, on his page. It, yeah. He gets like Joe Shimoda and like Ryan Villapoto and I think Hanny and some, some other guys, but, um, yeah. Anyway, Trent, we talked about Andrew talked about how he met you before we called you, but talk about how you met Butler. Um, maybe some of your experiences working with him as a mechanic, and then how did we meet, bro? Like, what was the what was our first conversation? But yeah, let's talk about Butler first. Um, I mean, it was kind of like a forced thing. I'm like stuck with him, I guess. Um, not really wanted, but I have to deal with him, so. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. When you were you when you were in diapers <laughs> playing in the dirt with your toy dirt bikes, you were pretending they were me because you were such a big fan of me. I can't imagine yeah. Trent is a baby. He's probably a hideous baby. <laughs> He's pretty probably. much no different than he is now. Okay, yeah, hideous baby. But yeah, Our- so you, so you guys <laughs> you grew up in the same area, racing Lawrenceburg. Um, so yeah, I guess you just spent a lot of time with him growing up, man. Um, what uh i don't know let's talk about like did you guys race each other a lot or i mean because lawrenceburg right i mean <laughs> um any good stories believe... of like a young trent like t-boning butler at lawrenceburg or no unfortunately yeah. no because i think that i was i'm just old enough you know older than him that uh by the time he got the 450s i was already you know becoming a mechanic um, so I never really got to race him much, maybe like the occasional open class or something. He might've been on a 250 or something, but, uh, I didn't get to really race Trent a whole lot. I mean, I, I will now, but, uh, I'm, um, you know, definitely not going to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I think, I think you were a little older than that, Andrew. You're, you're kind of toning down the story. I think I was not even on 250s yet when you became a mechanic. <laughs> I yeah. think. Right, that's quite true. I, yeah. I, 2015, right? 2015. What were you riding? What were you riding in 15? Oh man, that was. I was probably 12. I was probably just getting on 250s when yeah, right. you went out and started working with Sammy, I believe. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. I remember being a pro. I remember being a pro and watching like Cameron Smith and Tristan Avery like their first race. Like I remember. And now they're what? Oh, yeah. They're in their like mid twenties. Like they're not even that young. Like I remember Tyler Scott. I don't even. I think I was pro before he was born. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I I went back and I watched some of the singles races this weekend, 
and um, seeing Cody Cobb battle with Wiles, it's like, dude, Wiles used to battle with Joe. Like they've had heated, heated battles. And now <laughs> Wiles is having heated battles with Cody. It's just like, it's crazy to think about, man. Like that, like some of these kids, yeah. are, they weren't even born yet. I was, I was already a pro. It's like, wow. Yeah. So like, as far as the lows go, like I, I, I raced his dad more than him. So like at the end of Sam's, career or prime or whatever you want to call it like that was when I just got on a 450 and I remember he was like the guy to beat at Lawrenceburg in the pro class um and I remember racing Sam when I was 15 years old 14 years old you know on a 450 so I don't know if I've ever raced Sam dude I really don't I'm sure I have man you don't want to you don't want to race him at Lawrenceburg uh, when he's feeling good and on his framer and it's hooked up, man. You don't want to race him. He's hard to beat. Bro, I've been to Lawrenceburg one time. I was there as a spectator and like everybody was fighting. <laughs> uh, Go Carters, yeah. Go-karters <laughs> no, it was motorcycles, dude. It was heated. It, I don't. I forget what happened. Oh, well, Sammy was there. I think he was just taking it, running oh, in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. It was yeah. probably yeah. Sammy. No, Sammy was knocking down the uh, the hometown heroes and they you know southern indiana boys they they play they play rough and uh it didn't go over so well for sammy i remember just but. standing in sammy's pit because I, I i knew sammy like i i didn't know a lot of people there but i knew sammy i was just standing in his pit and like the guy who was like pissed off he had his shirt off he started yelling at me i'm like i didn't even say anything i was like yeah i'm just chilling yeah. I, I just know him like yeah. i don't have any friends here so i'm just chilling um oh yeah it's like the lodi of the east coast dude it's not though. I mean, that was, that was a one-time deal. We don't normally have that, but it was like a big deal for us. It was a big race and yeah, Sammy, Sammy knocked down one of the favorites and uh, it, it just didn't go well, but Coy no, Matthews, I mean, we dude, get was, uh, going on. Coy Matthews was my favorite. Oh, yeah, Coy. He's wild. Dude. I love that guy. That guy's wild. Yeah. So much energy. Um, Trent, let's talk about the weekend, dude. You fell in the first corner. Um, what the hell were you doing? Um, I don't know. I've hit the ground on pavement before. I just wanted to feel it again, I guess, maybe. He's I like, I think Pastrana <laughs> took me out. I was like, I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't I don't think he did. I watched the replay, and I'm almost positive he did, but I don't we- know. I'm not going to excuse him of that. Should we call but, him up and just give him shit for taking taking you yeah, out? I don't know. I think I, I would probably wear that as a badge of honor, to be honest. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like happy that it was him. Like that way, I can have gotten taken out by him. But at the same time, I want to know if it was him for sure. Like I need the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you on the ground, but you got it back up. You got what is it, twelfth, dude? You passed a couple guys there at the end. So it was like I said, on I, I wanted to wait to get you on the pod until. Uh, until you want to race dude but maybe this will will uh jump start the process when's that gonna happen dude um i don't know i guess i gotta pick up my pace I, <laughs> i'm not I, I felt like there's a couple times last year that i i could have I, I had the speed to win races but here we go i just couldn't put everything i've had i couldn't put everything together i couldn't put everything together i wasn't all there that's the problem, Putting bro. Everything together, you have everything together except for when the light turns green and you're just like staring at it, trying to figure <laughs> out what color it is. 
god. It's actually a problem, Listen. dude. We were at that race in Virginia, and I'm watching. I wasn't running his classes, I, and I, I've been watching him more because we work together. And I'm like, I'm watching him, and he takes off. I'm like, I don't think I could get that bad of a start if I tried to get that bad of a start. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, light turns green, you go. Like, ah. You got to figure that out. Yeah. I, I don't know what happens. I mean, I've been getting decent starts. They are getting race. better. They're getting better. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think more like mentally prepared and like, I don't know. I, the more I actually work with you, Corey, the more I feel like I get like more mentally prepared at races. Like I show up to the races more prepared. That's good, I don't know. Dude. Nah, I mean, dude, it's it's more that, like I've said before many times on the show and to different people, there's a lot more than, than to being successful at this level and that it's just having the speed to win. Like, there's a ton of fast guys, really talented riders who have never won a single thing in their life. Like, it's, yeah, it's, and dude, you're getting better. And I, that's why I, I wanted to get you on the show. I want to talk to you before I let you go. I think Max, is Max with you too? Yeah, he's sitting right here. All right, before we, I want to get Max on real fast and talk to him, but talk about working with Wally Brown. Um, obviously, Wally is really, really high up at JGR, Joe Gibbs Racing NASCAR. I've known Wally for a long time. And talk about how that relationship has been and kind of what, uh, if it was what you expected when you uh, agreed to do the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really great working with them. Like, I mean, they want everything um to be perfect but um they'll do anything that i say they'll try anything they um they want the best um for the team and everyone on the team puts equal amount of work in to make it, stuff happen so it's been really good um i think we can accomplish more than um what we're showing right now but um uh, i think once we get more time together, it'll be a lot better. Yeah. I just want to know, uh, you know, before you got announced on the team, if Wally was getting frustrated that uh, every post you would make, I would always, you know, post a picture or a gif or whatever of uh, Jimmy Johnson with his big yellow number 48. <laughs> yeah, I was, no one was catching I, on. I, I was amazed, you know, no, no I didn't I get any on. messages or any I caught replies. On I'm like, I liked it. How obvious could I make this? He's got the the Lowe's NASCAR with the big yellow 48, same color trend hat on his leathers. Like, Dude. no one got it. No one was getting it. Yeah, that's. I actually talked to Wally about that. Um, right, I think before we did the press release, and he's like, "Who is this guy that is commenting? <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, Lowe's 48. Like, it, it's all over on every single post." It was kind of funny. Uh, Trent was a little nervous. Uh, I mean, he's been, understandably, you've, you've been, you know, Sam's been your mechanic, your dad, and there's a comfort level when you're riding for your family. You can make kind of more decisions on your own and things like that. And a little nervous about, you know, getting on for a new team and things like that. I went down to Volusia, did the tire test on the on the bikes just to test them out and give some input. And uh, Trent, Trent was there just hanging out. So anybody who was at the test kind of knew at that point that Trent was going to was going to get the ride and i went out i, I fast timed on the bike and then and, and trent went from being nervous of like possibly getting on the bike to like nervous i was going to steal his job he's like you're not going to ride the bike are you 
he's like, you, you, you're not going to ride singles again. Right. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it for high, bro. That, I don't want to ride singles. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't mentally prepare myself for 17 weeks of singles racing. Um, so, but dude, it, it's, it's been uh, good. The best part about that too. Like, I don't know if it was AFT or Wally, but someone posted a picture of that, like your numbers on the bike in the pits. And everyone was like, oh, Corey Texter's riding the bike. But in the background of the picture, Trent's sitting there in a chair. <laughs> Just like, hanging out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I actually yeah, posted, yeah, but- I'm like, I am not racing this bike, guys. Like, I, I, I enjoyed riding it. It's a really good bike, but I am not in the, I am not <laughs> in the market for a singles ride at the moment. Yeah, I yeah. had I had a couple that caught on to it. Um, I had some people texting me and, they were like, are you riding for Ole Brown? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I just told him straight up. As soon as someone asked, asked me, I would just tell him. But That's good. Um, Secrets are lame. AFT made, it like, AFT made it pretty obvious. Like, in, Or someone posted. I don't, I'm not sure who, but I forget who posted it. It was me just sitting in the background. There was actually two photos. I was on crutches on one, and then in the other one, I was sitting in a chair. And I'm like, I'm like well, I'm like, if they don't see this, then – I don't know what, I don't know how long it's going to take for people to figure this out. Yeah. You'd be surprised, dude. There's some pretty clueless people in the world, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been good, man. I, I definitely enjoy um, training with you because it makes me feel like Superman when we're out in a long bicycle ride and you're, you're in the pain cave. I'm like, all right, dude, I still got it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> nah, it's, yeah. we're going to see a win soon, I'm def- dude. Well, when we see a win, we'll we'll get you back on the pod. Um, but I, maybe this one started a bit. Twenty twenty four. I <laughs> better not be that long. I'll feel like I failed. It's that long. I'll be like, man, I'm not doing something right if Trent still doesn't want to race. Um, let's get Max on quick, dude. Give Max the phone. Let's chat with. We've had Max. He's he's had his own episode before, but let's let's bring him back on here. Now we got his his mechanic on. Chat with. Oh, boy. What's up, boys? Yo, bro, what's going on? On a much just living the Cincinnati dream right now. I wish I had your guys' life, just all hanging out, playing NASCAR, golfing, whatever else you guys are doing, man. Just big friendship activities. Oh, you got it. You got to, you know, you know how it goes. You got to keep it fun. Well, got Butler on the show this week. You've already had your own show, but let's talk, let's talk AB, bro. How's it been? You've uh, you've had the legend Brett Whale as your mechanic for heaps, dude, a long time. Um, you, you go from Brett Whale to Andrew Butler. What's that? What's the transition been like? How's Butler doing? Yeah, so it's been really good so far. I had uh, Brett Whale and Barry Bauman, you know, previous years. So uh, yeah, you know, they just just nonstop those two. They uh, they're a good fun time. But yeah, no, it's been super fun with Butler this year. Uh, we've been going, uh, you know, we've had decent results so far. Definitely want to get a win here soon, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been good and the whole team's been working really well together. So yeah, as I said, it's just been uh, pretty smooth sound and I've known Butler for a few years now. So yeah, it's, it's been really good. I remember, uh, remember when you first came over and well, you came over a long time ago, but when you first turned pro, I remember I'd come over and I talked to you and I talked to your pop a little bit and your pop was like, I like Corey because I can, I'm comfortable cursing around him. <laughs> like, because <laughs> Australia, y'all, y'all curse a lot. And uh, 
I remember your dad just being like, yeah, I can curse around him. Like, so yeah, it's just, your dad's so awesome, dude. I, I miss not seeing your dad over here. Um, is, are they going to make it over? Or can they come back or? Um, probably not this year. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, hopefully this COVID, you know, clears up pretty quick, but uh, yeah, it's super hard to leave uh, Australia right now and get to the States, which sucks because, you know, I miss having my parents here um just to see him a couple of weeks of the year you know a couple of months but it is what it is what it is and yeah it's the game we play really right now with our COVID but yeah yeah you know the Aussie thing on uh everyone loves a swear word or a hundred in a, in a couple of hours so yeah it's good <laughs> dude I listen to the gypsy tales and I Amber pulled the plug on me listening to it when we're traveling I can't I can't listen to the uh the pod because Cruz is starting to repeat swear words swear words <laughs> so yeah. it's probably oh, not anyway <laughs> That's yeah true. so i'm like eh, i'll probably throw the old headphones in for this but uh yeah man i just you tell this about swearing earlier way faster <laughs> yeah yeah but it's i do miss your pops man I, uh, that sucks but yeah i'm sure he'll listen to this but what's up man did, did, does he listen to the show or oh he loves it does he good yeah He's love a, it he's a thing nah come on dude that's that might be like my biggest badge of honor man if, if brett wales a fan then that's that's stuff to beat i actually have had a couple yeah, people i've had a couple people that listen to the show that i would not expect and they're like yeah dude we love it i'm like really, really? yeah dude it's awesome um that's that's a few um you know depends he hasn't watched them all i think but yeah he's definitely watched a few love it um let's talk uh i won't hold you guys too much longer i know you guys got some shit to do but let's uh let's get a like um some sort of a funny story from you two working together this year whether it was maybe testing leading up to florida volusia any anything worth talking about that we'd want to hear um any sort of stupid shit happen at the test track or anything like that jeez I don't know. Uh, maybe not necessarily between Max and I, but uh, Max and Shana's mechanic, Justin Pittman, they are always going at it. And we had a few nights in the hotel room where uh, they were having wrestling matches and trying to see who would tap out first. And that got pretty interesting a few times. But <laughs> <laughs> who won? Usually um, Max. Man. Justin talks a big game, but Max, he, he wraps them up. He's like six. Are you taller than Pastrana, Max? Yeah, of course. That's are you? I yeah, I'm know. like six four. Well, he's pretty yeah, tall. I'm... How tall is he? I mean, I, I, I had no clue. I, I thought I maybe think, he. I think I'm six three. Six three. So it's yeah, one inch. See that, Corey? Do you, do, you listen, do you listen to what Bala just said then? Who? What, so did, did you just listen to what Bala said? Max was just wrapping him up. Like, I'd be careful if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> bro come Dude, Corey on thinks he can take you on. i don't know i think i could I, i'd be willing to go, go like do it like if you want i mean you're half max size though he's got twice the reach on you yeah but it's one of them things man it's, it's a lose lose for max like if i if i wrap max up it's like man he's five six and he whooped my ass if he wraps me up it's like well you should he's five six i'm five six yeah is that with heels on? Nah, dude, honestly, I, I am a solid five six. I actually try to pull the five yeah. seven card quite a bit, but 
um, Amber calls me out on it all the time. Like I could be like, yeah, I'm five, seven. She's like, no, you're not. You're five, six. I'm like, dude, shut up. Um, solid five, six. <laughs> hey, stop it. Um, no, honestly, though, I, I'm pretty sure you'd probably, you'd probably uh, take me to some sort of American wrestling move where I wouldn't be able to breathe for about 30 seconds. Not too sure how they work. Yeah. Well, like I said, dude, it's, a, it's, it's a lose. Did, did I ever ask either one of you guys before I let you go who would win the Wiles Mies match? I mean, it's kind of like old news at this point, but what a. Wiles Mies. Okay, okay, so I'm going to give you my straight answer. Um, I know what um, Mies is like, a, you know, he's definitely a solid dude. I, I wouldn't throw sand in his face at the beach, that's for sure. Um, but. I don't know. Wiles to me, I wouldn't play games with Wiles. He seems really fiery. Like I've seen Wiles get fired up, and yeah, you know, t- put it this way, I definitely would not want to uh, fight Wiles. Father. Although I wouldn't want to fight me either. That's true. So yeah, pretty tough. But I'd I don't say Wiles. know. I don't know. That's, who's that's the one guy? Time. Who's the one guy in flat track that you would not want to get in a bar fight with? Like no rules crazy bar fight you want this guy on your side besides like the obvious uh, answer besides the obvious who, who like you want on your side seriously and you're not even you might uh you might believe me on this but if if i was having to pick my team not travis smith you uh, can't say him that, that's a giveaway no 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 i think the first the first person i would pick is johnny goad because yeah. that dude is a tank like <laughs> there's not much that could take johnny goad down now nah, that that's yeah that's almost an obvious too um at least for me like i've been around that guy a long time and he and he can run really fast too like he can run he can really run fast. and i'm pretty sure like i've seen him lift an xr 750 off the ground like he's uh, like dude so strong he doesn't look like it but that dude is i was gonna else. say he can probably do a four six forty while holding an xr 750 engine like yeah yeah well, uh, yeah, I guess that that'd be an acceptable answer. I don't. know. I was thinking more what of like you, Max? who do I want on, on a bar fight? Yeah. yeah. You... So if I was to have some, like if I was to go to the bar with someone in Australia, you know, because I can't in America, if I was to go to a bar, I definitely want Jared Lowe with me. <laughs> Jared the Jet. What about Slade? <laughs> You don't want to catch the jet, the jet mullet in your face or something, you know. Like dudes got hands on him, like freaking Arnold. What about Slick? Oh, dude, I want, I want to go to the bar, with, like hundred percent Slick. <laughs> Going to the bar the with S Slick, it's like if you leave there and you're not in trouble, you've had a good night. <laughs> like, if, if you, you can bring all your best Michigan wrestlers together, Slick would just destroy him. Slick's an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually when he's coming around, like <laughs> when I'm. Slick? Like the president 2020. <laughs> Dude, Ray, racing slick. When you go into the corner with with Slick, he could be the slowest guy that day, and he will race you into every corner. Like he does not give a shit. <laughs> like if there's a shutoff contest for 19th place, he's winning that shutoff contest. So last year for uh, Springfield Mile, I was actually very fortunate enough to my grandfather let me ride one of their twins, and I was actually teamed up with Slick that day. It was probably the best experience of my life, honestly. But um, in the first final, my second time riding a twin, I think I'm like 96 in the production twins class. And I look ahead and like the lead, like everyone in the lead pack's coming off four. And I'm like halfway through it, like the second lap. 
everyone's like two feet from the hay bales, really wide, super wide. And there's this one dude just elbow to the ground, just both feet up, like rear wheel sliding. It's a slick full tuck. And then he finishes like he could finish 12th, bro. And you, everybody could be bummed as fuck, like in your little group of riders, like you're all battling <laughs> yeah. for 12th. He'll finish, he'll like fist bump and do a, a, a wheelie. It's like, like he'll be, he'll come up and congratulate you. And you've got, you, he got 11th, you got 10th. Then he's just so hyped. Like, I'm like, bro. Oh, yeah, he's loving it. Yeah, he loves it. Hey, you know like, the best, best slick racing thing I've ever seen in my life? Las Vegas short track 2015. Guys wearing a Rockstar Energy helmet, AXO get jersey from like 1937, and camo ATV four-wheel drive pants and makes a main. I know. Dude. That is the best. That is, is, the best. is that footage out there still? Dude, it's oh, I'm sure it is. Send me that footage, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll post that on the pod page. That's definitely pot. Somebody actually hit me up this week. They're like, dude, you got to get slick on. I'm like, I do have to. Oh, you get have slick to. On. I do have to get slick everyone, on. Like, everyone walks out and you're like, yeah, woo. Slick comes out. He's like, I think he's like 11th pick. And the crowd just loses it. He's like, <laughs> like cheering the crowd up so much. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, we're good. We'll get slick on the next show. That That's actually a good one. That's a good one. It would that's be good. Really, uh, before I let you guys go, all you guys, um, Butler, you're an avid tank slapping f- listener. You listen to quite a few shows. Max, you you you, ha- you have as well. What are your what's your favorite show so far? Like, who was your favorite interview? That's a good one. Um, you know, I I really like the the one where you had I think it was maybe Noah and Jake Coz and maybe Robbie Bobby. I don't know. I really like the ones where you guys are just, just talking, you know, I, I don't, the interview ones, like they're good, but you know, sometimes it's like, you've heard one interview, you've heard a million, but yeah. uh, I just, I just like the ones where, you know, you're just talking, you know, talking racing, talking the weekend, talking the, the stuff you're getting into, you know, the fun you're having, whatever, uh, you know, with racers, it's always, they're always getting into something. So uh, I enjoy those ones. We've turned chambers into celebrity kind of, I have fans that actually, like I'll have stuff I'm auctioning off for my like amateur team or whatever. And they're, they've messaged me and say, well, I'll pay this much if you can get Noah to sign it. Or I've been, <laughs> I, I was selling like front fenders on like flat track swap and shop. And somebody's like, I'll buy all of them. If Noah signs them, like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> fucking Noah. Um, but yeah, we've, we've turned him into a little bit of a flat track celeb. Um, Max, what about you? What's your, besides your own, like which one of you have you liked? Um, I, I'm the same with I really like that talking one with Chambers, Chad, and Robbie Bobby. That was really funny. Um, but yeah, just the Bigelow one has to be pretty good. Mate, I need you to get uh, Miller on Jack Miller. I need you to put in the word. Make some cool. Oh, that would be so good. He'd be so good. He'd be so good. Like he'd be perfect. So see if you can uh, see if you can do Max that. Axis made me quite the Jack Miller fan here of recent. Like he's been playing me videos and podcasts with Miller and like that yeah, dude is hilarious. It must be it must be all Australians, but that dude is pretty awesome. Like I, I'm I'm appreciating him more and more. Yeah, um I've had a, I had a talk show back in the day, um, Flat Track Weekly Radio, and uh, I actually had um Bayless on, Troy Bayless, so that was good. Um still kind of 
try and keep in contact with him a little bit. I'd like to get him on as him on as well. He's he's a bit of a legend with some flat track background. So um yeah. Bayless would be good, but uh definitely Miller would be awesome. So, so. so when are you gonna get Bill Warner on here? <laughs> Bro, I, I never. I I don't want to talk to that guy. Um yeah, I mean somebody could throw a, somebody could throw a, a bunch of cash at me and I just for me, it's like, I just don't want to talk to people that I, I can't stand. Um, there's probably like two or three guys who I just would never have on. Um, I respect, I respect him as like a tuner, but God, he's an asshole. So who are those other three? Let's, let's, let's talk about three, Uh, I don't think I, I don't know. I mean, there's, to be honest, it'd be tough for me to have wiles on, um, a lot of respect to why even though he doesn't think i have respect toward him for his riding that guy's a phenomenal rider i was actually hoping he did better at atlanta tt because he's kicked our asses for years in the expert singles class on the tts and i was just hoping that he would carry that on just because um but for some reason we just never really get along that well um so what do you think like if if someone beats him at peoria do you think we can convince them to do the push-ups on the jump like can you imagine like Dallas Daniels doing the pushups? You think we can make it happen? I don't know if Dallas would actually would do it, uh, do the pushups, man. He's kind of like a go to work, go, go Max, home. If we get the double, you do them. What are the push What are the pushups? Yeah. But if, if I beat Henry Wiles around Peoria, I will not have time to do pushups. My tongue will be in the spokes. You'd be back flipping your bike yeah. off the jump. And to be fair, man, like, I'm a, I'm a big Dallas. Like, I've been a Dallas, I've been a Dallas fan for a long time and Dallas is phenomenal. He just kicked everybody's asses this weekend, Atlanta, including mine. Um, when it comes to Peoria and it comes to Henry Wiles, uh, nothing has shown me that he's going to get beat at that race right now. Um, he's too phenomenal. I don't know. Like, he's definitely really good. Henry. I'm saying, but yeah, singles is tough. It's, it's showed so far. It is tough, man. But I just think uh, back on a 450 at Peoria with the jump the way it is, um, man, he's – I don't know. I, I am he's really, really – looking tough. as a fan, I'm looking forward to that race. Like, I want to see – It's definitely an cap. Henry's the beast at Peoria. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see it. You can look at the bike with a metal rod in the rear shock, and he'll still be extremely fast. One of these days, we'll uh, we'll – we'll hash it out kind of like, you know, not that I'm at their, at that level, but James Stewart and Chad Reed, they're like, they've hashed it out. And they, I think they went golfing together. I saw, which is kind of cool. But one of these days, like that down the road, probably when we're both retired and our kids are older, I'd like to have Henry on the show. Um, but we're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> Still a lot of respect for the guy's riding ability, but, uh, but I would have him on before Werner. Werner's definitely at the bottom. Um, so people like to give me shit about yeah. Werner because i'm honest but that's what you get with this show there's a there's a warning at the top of the uh top of the page it says feelings may get hurt <laughs> so um yeah respect to warner as his mechanical abilities but i'm not bringing him on the pod so man i'm i'm just trying to gauge like how serious you are about this bill warner deal like let's do a let, I'm, I'm gonna pull out something from your book i'm gonna do a this or that would you rather never race ever again or ride uh, a bill warner in his prime xr 750 oh my gosh i'd ride his bike i'd ride that bike yeah that's a that's a no-brainer i want to win like i'll ride for i'll ride for you don't hate him as much as i thought you might 
this sound, I, I was going to say something that probably would have not been politically correct, but I'd ride almost anybody's bike if it, mean, if it meant I could win. And I've actually asked Bill back in the day to, uh, to ride his bikes because typically his, his Cowies were kind of, they got, seemed like they were less competitive as he, as he went along. But um, yeah, I mean, his mechanical abilities are awesome. I would, I'd wear earplugs the whole day. Um, I would just ride, not, not talk to him, but he's a phenomenal mechanic. Um, he's almost too smart. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever heard. I, I have listened to a podcast with him and I actually enjoyed it. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, like I said, um, one of them things you're, you're trying to really get me going here, but Butler, uh, any, any other questions you got, you want to ask me? I mean, actually I do. I have one more. Yeah. Okay. So you, you tell me what the, who would you pick Henry Wiles or, uh, Jared Mays? Who would you pick Henry Wiles, Jared Mays? Um, well, I'm not a big Jared fan, um, right now. So, um, this being like non-biased cause I don't really talk to either one of them guys at this point. I think Jared would win in a wrestling match, like a legit, a legit match. Like there's a mat, there's a referee and they're going by wrestling rules. I think Mies would win. And I don't even know if it'd be close. Um, if it was a bar fight, I, I think Henry would probably beat him, but, uh, it's just Pennsylvania wrestling. Like I know how serious Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania wrestling is. And I know I've seen Jared's video highlights and I've, I know some of the guys who used to wrestle and he used to beat, and he was a really, really good wrestler. So, um, and I don't, maybe that's not fair. Cause I don't know much about Henry's background. Um, I've seen a couple videos of him, um, scrapping, but I, I'd have to go with me. It's just mainly just because of the PA thing. Um, but it's Michigan Mafia. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hear st- Michigan guys are good at wrestling, but, um, Pennsylvania it's like next level I mean that's like football for us I mean there was 80 kids on my wrestling team so it was kind of a big deal you guys have wrestling come on it's been like what 30 years since those guys have wrestled I mean come on not that long I think they probably don't even remember what 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 to do (laughs) I think Meese graduated I think he's like two years older than me I want to say he was like an 03 graduate not sure but then again Butler I always thought you were older than me Butler I didn't know you were younger than me until like last year yeah, thanks, bud. Appreciate that. Well, I just, I don't know. I thought you, I thought you're way more sophisticated. Maybe that's what I'm going for. Mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you boys coming on chatting. This is actually a good one. This is fun. So, um, sure yeah i gotta look you know all these guys that you're talking to trent and max are all actually at my house right now and it's uh, getting to be dinner time so i gotta i gotta load up the zoo and take them Feed uh, out for feeding time shout yeah. out your wife my, for dealing with all of you guys my, oh god yeah she's she's hiding somewhere from them but uh even the, the jets here too we got them all we got the whole crew here so can you get the jet on here jet size oh. please <laughs> what's up Corey? the jet dude Real, uh, get, getting pretty close to the main this past weekend, dude. Uh, I kind of screwed up the first turn and yeah, I kind of make my way through. See, I got like 13th, 12th, something like that in the semi. It's killing me though. I want to make one bad. What's your, what's your first one, dude? What's your, what's your track? It's going to be Texas. Texas. Next there you go. Event. Jared Lowe. That's Trent's younger brother, rookie pro. Um, Dude, when you better. make 
when you when you make when you make your first show, bro, we'll get you we'll get you back on for like a longer. Uh, we'll we'll get the lowdown on the on the jet. All right, sounds good. You're probably the first guy we've had talk on the show that hasn't got like their number yet. So you, uh, yeah. yeah. So Oof. I think that is a win. Yeah. Now you like have to get you to make a main. Like yeah, you have um, to now in Texas. God. Yeah, you're there on the Bills trying to. Texas is going to be a big weekend for you, Corey. It's going to be a it's going to be a Trent Lowe, Jared Lowe double episode next week because Trent's going to win it and Jared's going to make. <laughs> I'll be pumped, dude. I'll I'll be hype. I'll be hype. Uh, Texas is cool. Yeah, that, that's. Are you guys all racing linemen this weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, trying to be still put hurt your feelings. Whoop that ass, Trent, dude. Come on. Come on. I'm literally Corey. You're not I'm actually getting... gonna show up. You're gonna wait till the day before and then come up with some excuse like, oh yeah, I need brake pads. <laughs> oh, I gotta change the gear. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I probably do need brake pads. Um and I showed you a picture of the twin that I ride. It 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 is is it not leaking everywhere? Oh my god. It has one little oh. leak. All right. I've seen much worse. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't wanna hear it. You should see the thing sitting in the driveway right now. Who's that? Is oh, Trent's yeah. bike? No, it's Cameron Smith. Uh, <laughs> it's leaking. It's leaking, and he's really proud of it. I don't want to see it, dude. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know any details about the twin that I race him on with. Like, don't tell me anything. I don't want that in my head. I don't want to know. Oh, no, no. The twin's good. He does a really good job with that. But his 450 program, he, he runs it his way, and it works out for him, but just awesome cam is he there too he's a good dude no he, well he might be i don't know who knows he shows up whenever he wants but yeah yeah he's a good dude yeah all right boys well i'll let you roll appreciate you guys coming on and uh i'll probably see you guys this weekend no no promises but all right kids let's go get some ice cream <laughs> chuck e cheese all right hey Corey. thanks for having me on again eh? yeah yep. boys thank you quite the show man we had andrew butler trent Lowe, max whale jared Lowe, the jet yeah i I like them kind of shows they're fun man i like i like bringing on mechanics that don't get a ton of recognition and and butler man his story is pretty incredible to go like he said go from a top top professional rider um racing at the at the top level making main events and then just jumping in to and working for Sammy Halbert, who I mean, obviously he's a top rider, but I mean, at the time, first year mechanic, he's working for one of the guys that is a contender for a championship every year, um, and then making his way to Essenson, winning a championship in the singles with Carlisle, and then going on to the the Hondas, the uh, yeah, Turner Racing Hondas, and then factory KTM mechanic, pretty rad. So, yeah, uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about Atlanta. Um, people were asking me what I thought of the track. I thought it was fun. Um, the infield section got a little choppy, got a little rough. The transitions from the pavement to the dirt were not that great. Um, the, the transition from the pavement to the dirt was decent. There was like a big rut where that transition took place. I don't know if that's where like the grass was. Um, and then they just put the dirt where the grass transition was, but it sort of dug in a little rut there and that was a little screwy. Um, and then the last transition from dirt back onto the front straightaway to the pavement that got pretty choppy and ruddy, but typically, I mean, it wasn't, 
it wasn't awful. It wasn't dangerous. Um, it just, it just got a little, I don't know, rough a little bit, but the dirt wasn't, wasn't really, it didn't seem like it was great dirt. It seemed like it was more Sandy based, not that typical red Georgia clay that I thought they were bringing in and had a little bit more sand in it. But for what they had with, I got to the track and I was like, man, this is a small, small infield. It's way smaller. I think it looks smaller than Daytona. Um, kind of crazy because the supercross track they had was super big but our track it was just it's kind of a boring layout um i thought they could have done more i'm not really big on the whole switchbacks like a bunch of switchbacks i think it just creates single file racing makes it hard to pass i'd rather see more 180 corners more 90 degree corners where you stop and turn you can square guys off when you go through those switchbacks it just creates um, really no passing opportunities. It just slows everything down. Um, I'd almost rather see just long straightaways front braking where you can go past people. Cause really the only spot on the track that you could pass without a rider making a mistake was like the last corner after that second switchback before you came on the back onto the pavement. Um, unless you were way faster, like you could, you could square guys off in the switchbacks, but, um, same speed. It was really tough to make passes, but the jump was almost non-existent. Uh, I thought the jump would have been a little, little bit bigger. Um, but overall, it was a decent event for what they had. I thought the crew did a pretty good job with with uh, considering all the rain and, and everything they had there. Um, they did make some changes, so I'm just checking my notes. They made some changes from Friday to Saturday. They, they brought out the corners a little bit, slowed down the switchback after the jump. They, they um, just made it a little bit longer, so you had to shut off more. Um, yeah, but no, I, I t- we talked about Pastrana, but I want to give a shout-out to – the Essenson guys, JD Beach, Dallas, they dominated the weekend. They looked really, really good. Um, they deserved to win. They they did their homework. You could see that they they came, showed up, ready to race. I'm sure they were doing some testing and and uh, yeah, they they had a really good weekend. So that was good. Kudos to them. Uh, I definitely wanted to give them a shout out before uh, I let this show go go on. And and uh, yeah, so I a lot of respect for people that put in the hard work and and they get the results. Um, the only thing else I wanted to talk about, I've, I've had some questions about it is the, the 107% rule. Um, I've had some people ask me about it. If you're not in 107% of the fastest qualifier, um, then you don't qualify for your semis, uh, in, 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 in turn, you don't have an opportunity to make the main event. Um, I guess it was waived, uh, for the TT, which um, no bulletin that wasn't mentioned in the riders meeting. Um, so they waived, they waived that rule and allowed everybody to qualify for the, the semis. If you qualified for singles, it was top 36, I think 32 or 36. Um, but the twins, there was a couple guys in my class and then Mies, obviously he didn't make that 107%. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I think if we're going to have rules, we need to keep them intact like or at least make it aware that they're changing that rule um it's nothing personal against me or personal against the guys we're racing with but we're three races into a new season they have they have the rules that we just laid out and we're not following that following those rules that we have just i haven't got a reason um just heard it was waived the rule was waived off so take that for for whatever um but yeah i just one of them one of them things i i've i've had some questions about it people asking me and i just felt like i could address it on the pod um but otherwise it was solid solid event it was good i I like having a mix of tt short tracks half miles and miles obviously i'm not 
not the I'm not any I'm not a Henry Wilde or J.R. Schnabel when it comes to TTs, but it was a, a decent result. And uh, I just like the, uh, you know, T, I'm a, I've been around the sport my whole life and I have a lot of respect for the history of, of what flat track racing is. And I think it's good that we have a couple of TTs on the schedule. Um, and I'm glad that they're making production twins part of that and running the TTs. I, I do like that, even though it doesn't benefit me. Um, may, maybe we'll see how the season plays out, but I, I do like having TTs on the schedule and not having them last year was, uh, it was a tough one for me as like a fan of the sport, just not having TTs. So, um, looking forward to the next one, Texas, a couple weeks, Texas, and then Chicago, Joliet. It's been a, a while since I've been to Joliet. I've actually raced there in 2007. I think it was probably the last time we've had a race there. So I got to run it. I had like a broken ankle. <laughs> I didn't really get to really, I think I got lapped in the main event because I was in so much pain from, uh, having a broken ankle. I think I literally was on crutches still. So I don't really remember much. It was so long ago, but I know the track is really, really good. So we'll talk more about Joliet as we get, get closer to that time. Um, want to make sure we shout out our sponsors again for making this show happen without their support. This pod wouldn't be possible. Um, definitely want to shout out bell power sports. The race star flex. I just got a new one painted up by tagger, man. I love it. It's like a blink 182 nineties themed lid. Love, love having bell on board with my race program. And also with this podcast, um, there's actually a, a fan reached out to me last week and they were having trouble with another brand helmet fitting their, I think it's a three or four year old kid. And I, I told them to get the bell, the youth helmet, the youth moto and what cheek pads to get. I think they're 45 mil. You can change cheek pads on these helmet to better fit your um there's the shape of your head like um so it, it's super easy they pop right in pop out and uh, i got them fitted and uh, they sent me a picture today of uh, their little guy and in, in their new helmet and it fits perfect so definitely um it's really cool when i can help other racers be safe on the track and that yeah especially kids like that's that's awesome so if you have any questions about bell uh, hit me up i can i can help you out moto america man uh, i want to quick quick give a shout out they crushed it this weekend at road Atlanta. It was awesome to kind of follow, follow it and check results. I, would, I was at the flat track race and I was looking up the results all week and I, I tried to get over there, but man, Atlanta, it's, it's like an hour and a half drive to go anywhere in Atlanta. It just was not close. Uh, so I would have liked to get over there, but, it, but it was really tough for, for me to get over to the track, but I want to give a shout out to Everybody within within the series, uh, the classes were were amazing. I think I think Skoltzy, Matthew Skoltz won one of the superbike races, and oh man, who the hell won the other one? Oh, Gagne, Gagne won. So yeah, super super cool to see new blood and superbike battling it out. And yeah, it was. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. There's a lot of stacked classes. Uh, ben Glotty, a kid I've I've helped out a lot over the years won one of the junior cup races. So that was super cool. I think T T Hobbs, another kid that I've been riding with a little bit over the years, he won the twins cup race, Tyler O'Hara. We didn't really talk about him too much, um, but he crushed it at the Atlanta TT. He did. I don't know what place he got. I think seventh or eighth um, did a really good job. And then he won the bagger class, Frankie Garcia, our boy, Frankie got on the podium with third. Um, yeah. So it was a really cool season opener or the next event is actually VIR May 21st to 23rd. Get tickets to go see these, these races, the Moto America stuff. It is phenomenal. There's so many different classes. And then if you can't, can't watch it, 
or can't be there live, check it out. The Moto America Live Plus package. It's I say it all the time, but man, it really is phenomenal coverage. It's the best live coverage of any motorsports I've seen. Um, it's very comparable to like the MotoGP and um, the Supercross packages. It's better. I think it's phenomenal racing, phenomenal coverage. DID Chain, check them out on social media at DID Chain. Um, appreciate Clay from DID coming out to Atlanta supporting us. Also, shout out to Mike from AIM Sports. He was at Atlanta TT help, helping us out. Um, we appreciate AIM Sports. Make sure you check out their Solo 2 and Solo 2 DL GPS lab timers. I use them so much. It's help, it, at the TT in Atlanta, it helped me out a ton, breaking down the lines, what I'm doing, trying to figure out you know things like line choices, go high, go low, wh what part of the track I'm losing time at, um, where I'm breaking, where I'm hitting rev limiter. There's so much data that really helped me improve over the course of the weekend. And uh, it's because of that AIM Sports data lap timer. Dunlop Tire is the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. We appreciate them for supporting our pod, supporting the sport. And Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, nearly 40 years of experience in the commercial roofing industry. Check out his website, commercialroofsystems.net. And a big shout out as well, coming on board, supporting our podcast, Hanum's Harley Davidson. If you're a Harley fan and you want a shop to support, check out hanumshd.com. They'll ship you merchandise. They'll ship you jackets, parts, oil filters for your bike. They have a few dealerships here in Pennsylvania. Actually, I have a few of my dad's old race bikes at their dealership right now on display in Media, Pennsylvania. So if you're in the area and you want to see some of my dad's Randy Texter's old race bikes, check them out, go visit them, uh, hit them up on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, tell them C-Tex from Tank Slap and set you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on this show. Looking forward to the next one. We got a couple really good guests lined up. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe guys. I had actually a question about how to subscribe. If you have an iPhone, um, there's a purple podcast app that comes on your iPhone. That's um, iTunes. Go on there, subscribe, type in Tank Slap and Podcast and subscri subscribe, follow our shows, download Spotify, download SoundCloud. There are a couple more apps that you can use to listen to our show and subscribe across all the channels. It definitely helps us out. Leave us a review, give us some thoughts and yeah, appreciate the support, man. It's, it's been amazing. Thank you guys. We out.